The Sit With Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity and of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us? I am so excited to hear what you have brought for us today and what inspires you and keeps you so motivated because you are one of the most motivated people that I've ever met. And so I love that about you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. From a very young age, kind of had a difficult life. You know, it began with some challenges with having a parent who struggled with addiction, which kind of forced me growing up amongst uh, three other siblings, kind of forced me to step up a little bit from, you know, what a typical, we'll call youngster, would be doing on a daily basis. So I think that that's kind of formed who I was and from a maybe not so positive side also kind of forced me maybe down some paths that now looking back, I, you know, thank goodness that I went down and we'll chat about that in a second. But um, it also kind of made me look for something I think to define myself that wasn't necessarily what I needed uh, in the long run but I think I needed it at that moment so I started off I went to college I studied business in college rushed through that thinking that I absolutely needed to get through school just to make money to survive and then that led me to a job with bank so with that I worked my butt off kind of you know uh, running into some people and realizing that that path or line of work really was challenging right it was it was very male dominated still is to be completely honest but if I wanted to get anywhere I would obviously have to make sure that I wasn't necessarily myself at all times is is kind of where we're gonna go with that so I always had to make sure that oh you know so and so is coming in oh I better make you know put a show on or whatever right so uh, or work work differently than I maybe normally would have so I kind of kind of worked my butt off that way, making sure that people got to know me, my customers loved me, side of the bank, that kind of opened up a space where I met a lot of people in a lot of different industries, learning from them. During that time, I was in a a very long-term relationship, so a 10-year relationship, and went through a lot of highs and lows. So somebody telling me that I wasn't necessarily good enough at times, that I was always trying to live up to their expectations of who I should have been, 
what I should do in my life, always doing things around his schedule with his friends, kind of turning me into a different human being, I think, and, and changing who I was at the time. I think that that made me learn a lot about myself, right? It made me learn about what I wanted. I really, truly and honestly wanted to be, at the time, I wanted to be a career woman, right? So I really wanted to excel at the bank. I wanted to be somebody who people knew who I was and I wanted to impact people's lives, both customers and my employees. I kind of wanted to be that powerhouse at work because that's who I thought that I needed to be because I think I didn't have any control at home that I needed to do that when I was outside the house. Very interesting for sure because you've touched on so many different aspects of this and about things we reach or hold for more control. And from what you were describing, you were in a relationship where there was very little autonomy or very little control based on Mm -hmm. your partner that you're with at the time. And so amazing to overcome that. Do you feel like there was some narcissistic tendencies in that relationship? Oh my goodness, 150%. Looking back now, because when we're in things, you don't necessarily see them, right? You think that even though people tell you, even though people see things before you do, even about yourself, right? And how you've evolved and changed in those relationships. I look back and I'm just like, how? Like, how did how did I deal with that? How did I put up with that person telling me that this is the way that it needed to be and this is the right way that people live and this is normal when you know normal is a lot you know different for every single person and I realize that now looking back right and that led me to a really interesting part of my life where being with that person we were about seven or eight years into this relationship already and my brother needed a kidney and I think that was my turning point for myself as a as a woman as a person there was unfortunately nobody able to donate. So I stepped up and I had a conversation with my partner and I said, Hey, like, this is what I really wanted to do. Where are we going? What is this? You know, there was no marriage, like there was a marriage discussion, but it was kind of like a, on his timeline and what he said was, was going to happen. And uh, like many women, you know what, we have this idealistic thought in our head that life has to be a certain way. And, you know, you're going to date somebody, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And that's not always the path for everybody. So he was not on board. He didn't want me to donate and was not a supporter of the, of the process. And I went forward and did it anyways. And there was a lot of complications that came around with that. I was off work for three months had a lot of health complications afterwards. And that brought me to where at the end of that process, work was like, okay, you have to come back. doesn't matter how you feel. Our expectations that you're showing up. And I just needed a change. I needed a life change. I knew within myself that I needed to become a different person. And I needed to worry about me and evolve in the way that I felt I needed to grow for the rest of my life or that stage of my life, at least. So I picked up and in two weeks, I found a place, moved on my own to London and began my own life there. And that's kind of where I think the turning point happened for me. I I lived on my own where I didn't need anybody. I didn't come home to anybody. I paid my own bills. I paid my own rent. I bought myself a car. I worked and moved up in the bank. I You did it. You did it. You did it. You did it, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm smiling from ear to ear because I'm like, yeah, you did. Heck yeah, you did. You turned that around. Yeah. You took back, you took back the power, my friend. When I lived on my own, like I realized that the power that I had as a person was endless. Like that I literally could do anything I wanted and I could become whoever I wanted as a person, as a woman, as an individual. And that's thanks to so many people that I met along that path and that way. And yeah, I, I think that that changed me as a person. I had many dark days. 
so many dark days, days where I'd come home, I would cry, I would get angry, I would question why life wasn't easy, like you see some other people having, right? But man, did it turn me into a different human being? I watched other people that I that I interacted with while I lived in London for those five years. And I watched how they walked away from relationships, moved to different places, started a brand spanking new life and were successful. That sometimes that's okay. And it's okay to start fresh and start from the bottom and start with nothing again. Absolutely. And yeah. And that's I the evolution. That's a beautiful, beautiful evolution. Oh my gosh, is it an and it's an evolution that I'm ever so thankful for because I think that that evolution is made me who I am and still I'm still still a changing person. I've now, you know, I'm married now, I have two kids, I have, you know, all the blessings that I could ever ask for. And I think that if it wasn't for those hardships that made me realize that deep down inside when I look in the mirror and I'm like, you know what, Michelle, like you are a much better person than this. You can do anything that you put your mind into. That I think that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that, right? So the gratefulness, but man, those were some really tough years. But I love the fact that you can acknowledge that within that struggle came incredible growth. You know, we're not bitter or resentful of those struggles or those challenges, but instead going to gratitude. That's where I hear you at this point in your in your journey. Big time. In my journey right now, my focus is are big time on the kind of self-reflecting and the, I think, the quality of your life. The quality of my life is much more mm -hmm. important than pushing towards maybe that career goal that I thought that that was who I was and what I was all about. And I think that the quality of life in the sense of being able to have some freedom in day to do anything being able to go to the gym being able to accomplish personal goals such as that I think is a, is a big thing that I've come to realize is super important to me that I never I don't think realized before right I thought it was just something that you were supposed to do and just to make me feel better get away from other things that's what I did where I think that has helped me to become the person I am today too as well and I love the fact that you're acknowledging that you're allowing yourself to change that perspective that's really what that is it's the idea of changing the lens of perspective as far as what that feels like for you every day and how you navigate it. Having overcome such major changes and things like going through a transplant and some, you know, obviously major health concerns over your history. What are the things now that really you advocate for your own self-care that really keep you in alignment? So number one is just really paying attention to just being healthy. That means mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, kind of getting all of those things in alignment. So taking, a, you know, that hour to myself, whether it be to sit, relax, just let my brain kind of decompress maybe how my day went or what's been going on at work when I was at work or going to the gym. So, you know, working out right now, uh, those are huge things for me. Mentally being able to communicate with people. So I talk to, you know, my female group of friends all the time because a lot of us are moms at this stage of life and just talking to them about, you know, the days of extreme mental struggle right? And feeling like everything you do is a failure and being able to accept that you're going to have days that are not always the greatest. And I think allowing myself to feel that way, and then not wallowing in it, but moving forward after that. So do it, say it, feel it, and then move forward, I think has really helped for me to accept all of those things and move forward on a day-to-day -day basis. And yeah, what you're describing is not stuffing, right? We're not emotionally stuffing. 
we're allowing ourselves to to feel and to be to acknowledge and then allow them to be released i mean that's a huge huge gift to share with others is that ability to be able to do that because mm-hmm. it is transforming right when you, when you don't is, have that. I, I think if you don't accept it, if you kind of sweep it under the rug, it's never really dealt with, right? So I That's think right. that that emotion or that feeling is going to come out in one way or another, right? It's either going to come out in a different relationship, whether it's a friendship or, you know, it, it, it's a partner relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that it's super important that we acknowledge what we're feeling and actually deal with it, whether that be talking to somebody about it, whether that be journaling. You know, I, I did a lot of journaling during my life. And man, if I read back some of the stuff now that I've wrote, oh my goodness, some of it doesn't actually make sense. I have done that. It, the words don't actually make sense if you read them out loud, but they made sense at the time when my brain just needed to offload what I was feeling in my heart and my emotions. And I think that it's key that as we're going through these changes in our life, that we do those things, right? I think I think that if we acknowledge them within ourselves, you can accept them. And it's not necessarily always going to be, hey, that was a really, really brutal time. Yeah, it, w- it was a brutal time. But it was always a, also a positive time where I learned how to deal and cope with so much more positively. Right. I I knew how to, and I learned how to change my situation. Right. And each time that I went through things in those hurdles, I think that I learned how to deal and handle things a lot better, a lot faster for myself to be able to realize, okay, I'm getting caught up in this circle. I really need to, you know what, do X, Y, Z to, to move forward. Once again, journaling, I did a lot of journaling during those times where I wrote what I was feeling, talking to friends, working out. Sometimes it was lying in bed and crying, right? And just getting those emotions physically out. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. That that's so key in that growth aspect before and now too right even as a mom like still have those moments where I'm like oh my gosh this is so hard and that means that you're doing it my friend that means that you're you're doing it with intention and with (sighs) kindness in your heart because that is it that is the idea that you know what there are moments of triumph moments of struggle but at the end of the day we are all human and I love that you're able to acknowledge that even in these human experiences you're looking to gratitude and looking to positivity and optimism absolutely and gratefulness you know what I'm grateful that all of those things happened because it did it led me to my husband that I have now and he's amazing like I can't really say too many negative things he's just kind of that full package of support you know we kind of he encountered some things that I did as well so we were able to understand each other yes and grow Um, together and grow together right We, we were kind of the same point in our lives when we met and and grew together as as people as parents now and as best friends we yes. are continuing to grow right and there's a lot of effort and work that needs to go into it right and, and I love I'm that you say that very I love grateful. that you ag- that there's effort and work because it's positive work and positive effort but I love that you acknowledge that because often we live in a society where people don't acknowledge the fact that you have an evolved partnership there has to be effort on both parts and there has mm-hmm. to be the idea of you know, ebb and flow, or that sometime a struggle to be able to have that release afterwards. And so I I honor you both for that process. How do you feel like he's become more understanding of this new version of you? I think that a big part is communication. So yes, going once again, going through everything that I have in my life, from being super, super young, and kind of all of the things that I've, you know, gone through. I think that me communicating with him about how I feel and hey, don't talk to me right now because this is how I'm feeling. It has nothing to do with you, but I just need a moment to process within myself. And then I'm going to talk to you about it. And then him being open 
to giving me that space. Or if I said, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I really need to sit down and talk to you. I really need to just vent, or we need to talk through X, Y, Z. I think that him being able to accommodate that and making sure that my emotional needs are being met. I think that that has been a big successor. Right. And I think that that's helped us grow as partners, as best friends, because without talking, And without really knowing 100% what's on that person's mind, positive and negative, because there are some times where you're going to have conversations. And I've had so many conversations with him where I'm like, okay, I really don't like this. And I know it's going to hurt you, me telling you this, but this is what I'm going to tell you. And, And I think that that's important. And I don't think that happens in a lot of relationships where we're truly 150% honest with each other about everything. Um, yeah, and I think you need that. I, I think that's super important. And when people say, "Oh, you know, little secrets are okay," they're not right because those little secrets turn into big things. And if somebody loves you and unconditionally, they're going or wants to be with you, they won't care about all that other stuff that you're going to share with them. They're going to work with you through it, right? So I think that's important. And I love the fact that you're again sharing with everyone today that. It's important to have a partner that's willing to help support you. You know, that's a a great testament to your partner because again, it goes back to alignment. And we also go back to the idea that sometimes partnerships are based on an old version of ourselves. And I often want people to sort of sit with that a little bit is that when you met your partner or your spouse, often you are at a different time in your life, you're a different version of yourself, right? And those versions are constantly being upgraded. I mean, the person you are today is nowhere near the person you were when you met, as an example. And so- so true. And so your love to grow and for your version of that person to evolve, I think is huge. And when we don't hold our our spouse, our partner to an old version of themselves, them and their authenticity, and they're just for today as it stands, I think that we have a lot more acceptance and a lot more kindness in our heart for our partners. Mm -hmm. I think there's a huge aspect to that for sure. You know, and, and with you raising and, and parenting now, how has, has that influenced you as a partnership, having children in the mix? Because that's something that's very common with our listeners is, is the parenting dynamic. It's really hard. I'm not even going to lie. It's, it's extremely difficult, right? Because direct comparison of childhoods was very different. I had a really challenging childhood. Uh, I didn't yes. really, I wouldn't say that my childhood was a typical childhood. Like I right. said, I did a lot of adulting during my childhood years from pretty much the age of like I'm gonna say seven or eight I was doing things that like a wife would be doing right right I think that for me as a parent I have a certain expectation and view where he came from a family of lucky and blessed he didn't have those challenges and struggles so there are points in our relationship now where we're parenting and I'm like whoa 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 we need to talk about this because here's where I'm uncomfortable you can't just let her do or let them do whatever they want to do right because they need mm-hmm. to learn xyz because my, that was my expectation during my childhood and then he brings me back to well that's not really what children are expected to do that's just kind of what you had on your plate and I can understand how you're feeling so kind of once again going back to that that communication with my partner yeah about a lot of that parenting and it's an extreme challenge right it's a hard thing to navigate with a partnership right because you kind of lose that time that you would have put in just the two of you when that child comes along and now too right so yes that, that you know really making time to whether it's have a coffee whether it's have a glass of wine at night together lie in bed and you know what do 10 or 15 minutes worth of catch up of how are you feeling how was your day I do a lot of that throughout the day with him he checks in with me to make sure I'm doing okay how are the kids how are you feeling is there anything I can do when I get home when he does get home allowing me to step out to go to the gym because he knows that that's super important to me right 
right? So he'll do the bath time and bedtime every night because he knows that that's super key in my functioning um, right and being a good parent yep. right and him going to the gym right after work is key for him to be a good parent and have the patience to be able to kind of cope through some of the challenges that come along with some toddlers right so of course I think that's a big part of something that we've learned and, and and evolved with together and still evolving with together as parents and and coming from two different upbringings I think that that's hard and it is an extreme struggle but you know what a lot of that comes back to communication as I said with your partner all the time, literally about good and bad. I love that. I love the idea that, yeah, it has to be said. And so allowing that communication to flow no matter what the outcome. Yeah. And And not not holding a grudge against your partner for it, right? I think is a good thing, right? Because sometimes we can get angry that we don't want to hear the negatives about us. We just want to hear the good things that come out of people's mouths where I think that it really is important that sometimes our partners and our spouses tell us, hey, like you're not perfect either here's where I'm struggling with you. I really yep. need this to be communicated or worked on. How are we going to get through this together? Right. And and I think that that's something that never happened in my past relationships ever. I think that mm. we just kind of swept it under the rug. And I'm going to say that that was a huge part of the failures of some of those relationships and the negative impacts that they carried along the way for, for both of us was that lack of being able to truly be 100% transparent with each other. Mm-hmm. And so how did you get to the point where you felt confident enough within yourself, your truth? Because that's what that is, right? That's standing in your truth. That's like, here I am in my messiness, in my woundedness, in my trauma pool. Here I am standing in my truth and my vulnerable, authentic self and my partner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to you straight and I'm here for it, you know? And so how did you get to that point? Because that's huge to go from being, you know, someone who was codependent, it sounded like at various points in their life to being in a situation where you're willing to just be absolutely vulnerable and free. So I think after my last relationship, it really tore me apart. You know, I very transparently love this person genuinely with every part of my heart. He was a great person. We just weren't great together. And I think that we were both really young and we just, it it just didn't work. But uh, when I moved away, I moved to London at the end of that relationship and the dark days, the days of crying and being alone. I can't speak more to you need to be alone and figure out who you are as an individual, as a person for yourself and within yourself. And so I would read books. I would spend a lot of time by myself just thinking, writing, writing without actually thinking what I was writing. So whatever came through my mind, I just put into a book. And going back and rereading that to see, okay, Michelle, what are you actually feeling inside? Because a lot of emotions were overlapping each other. I had anger, I had sadness, I had regret, I had some happiness that I got out of that relationship to, you know, be able to kind of follow what I needed in my life. And I knew I always needed that. I just felt like I needed to follow this certain path, right? Yep. Or ideal that everybody puts in front of you right and during that so I think it took me a good 18 months of just self-reflecting continuously talking to other people not dating I, that's for me that worked I didn't date another person I didn't see another person I wasn't intimate with anybody else I think just 100% focusing on myself and doing what I needed to grow, what I needed to uh, spiritually become a better person, emotionally build myself back up where I was willing to be me, 
no matter who came into my life, friends, family, a, a partner, that person was going to get the raw me. And if they were able to deal with the raw me, I think that I was going to be willing to open up to them. And there were times where, you know, people would be like, oh, Michelle, you're really harsh. And I'm like, because you know what? I think that people really need to understand that the fluff sometimes needs to be pulled back in order for that realness to come through and for people to realize what you want, right? And I really wanted a partner. I, I really wanted to get married and have children. And I wanted to spend my life with somebody, but I wasn't willing to waste. And, you know, I'll say that, you know, loosely is waste my time. I didn't want to put any more effort in to something that, wasn't necessarily going to give me what I wanted any longer. And I wanted that person to know that. So it took me a good 18 months of working hard and doing that. And I met my husband through a friend and it was a whim. We were drinking wine, randomly asked if I wanted to give out my number, which I never had done ever. And I did it. And a week later, my now husband called me and we chatted and I was very blunt. I just said, listen, like, I'm not here to waste anybody's time. This is what I'm looking for. I, I don't want to be dating 20 years. This is kind of what my values and my morals are. I live in London, so there's effort that's got to be put both ways. And it, it was, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It was just a open conversation right from the get-go. But I think that that harshness that I built, and, and part of it, I think, might have been during those 18 months, I built up a wall or a shield of armor of no one's going to hurt me anymore that kind of got me over that hump to make me who I am today, right? And to make sure that, Michelle, if you want something, you go for it. And you be honest of what you want. And I will teach my girls that is, it's super important to realize who you are and what you want in life. And nobody should step on your goals or what you want. And you shouldn't have to really compromise any of that in order to get what you want either, right? So I think that's kind of what happened with my relationship now is I was black and white with him. And Maybe a little harshly, because I remember saying to him, I'm not willing to take anything less. This is what I want. So if you want the same things, great. If you don't, I'm not going to waste your time and you're not going to waste mine. So that is amazing, though. I agree with <laughs> hearing that because my goodness, my friend, if more people did that, imagine how much easier and smoother we would all, this would all go. Right? Because you're absolutely right. It's like, let's be real. It's like, put your cards on the table. And exactly. I love that authenticity. And I love the fact that your spouse, your partner stepped up. He stepped in, not out. And that's yes. huge. To step yes. up and step forward with you and be like, I'll rise with you. Okay. I like this. I'll rise with you. I mean, that to me is, yeah. that's life changing. I mean, you two are mm -hmm. on an incredible journey together. And I mean, look at the two beautiful babies you've come out of it. So, so much amazing has come out of this. And I am so inspired to hear about your growth and your transformation over the last five years, especially. And I think yeah. that it's been super inspiring to hear that even through things like dealing with a parent who is an addict, a non-traditional childhood, you know, strong family dynamics, plus being an organ donor. I think that is huge to show, you know, what you're made of. You got a strong foundation, my friend. And I, I feel very honored to have you as a friend. And I want to thank you thank so you. much for coming to sit with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Even this felt great kind of uh, chatting and being able to share my thoughts and my story. So I thank you greatly for the opportunity to come and chat with all of you guys. Hopefully in the future, we'll be able to do it again. Yes, um, I'd love that. Absolutely. So we'll definitely do a follow up. And I would love to hear more about your teachings because I think there's so much to be said for that strength, that warrior that's in within you. I said you're the epitome of the warrior that needs no battle, not looking to make any problems, you. certainly not going to take any. Better. So 
No, I, I have that. learned. I have learned not to. Absolutely not to say that I didn't in the, in the past, right? But I think that that's key, right? So at 37, I finally learned to accept it and have pride in who I am and not let anything kind of come in contact with that, right? And just constantly, you know, even on the crappy days, push myself up. And I think that that's important for everybody to to do, right, is self-reflect and, and push yourself up, right? Rise up to your own occasion, not everybody else's occasions, right? So absolutely, that's key. I love that. Well, thank you for rising with us. And we will continue to rise together, my friend. That is for sure. Thank you. I Thank appreciate you so much. the time. Okay. Of course. Sending you love Thank and light. You. Thank you. Thank you.